like a cold, unwinking eye, the bat signal peers from the clouds over Gotham City as much a warning to those who would terrorize the innocent as it is a summons to the man who shares its symbol. The Brave and the Bold presents a tale of two heroes. You gotta time this just right. It's too late. The Gordanians have her. I'm sorry, Adam. The best way for you to help her now is to join in the fight to bring down that thing. Great stars! They have the Eye of Zerid. According to legend, the Eye is invulnerable to attack. It may be more than legend. It runs on solar energy, and as long as the Eye stays on the day side of the planet, it will run perpetually. Then, that's it. It's over. Ron, Alana, I failed. Everyone, everything. What has gotten into you, man? Alana is alive! Ram is alive! You're alive! And where there is life, there's always hope! But we're outgunned. So what? We don't even use guns. The eye is invulnerable. All the better to prove we are true heroes! Alana is their captive. For now, this isn't the end. It's an opportunity. Most men wait their entire lives in vain for a moment like this. A chance to matter. A call to adventure. Adam, answer that call. You sound like a man with a plan. Hey, everybody. Billy D here with another episode of The Brave and the Bob. And there is only one person that is allowed to talk about the cosmic hero, Adam Strange. And that is my friend, Professor Allen. How are you, my friend? <laughs> oh, very good. Always, always glad to be back on the show, Billy. It's always good to talk about these Silver Age sci-fi characters. Although, there's one problem. That every time we set up an appointment, and I tell my wife, the, the conversation's always the same. I'm doing a podcast. She says, with who? I say, Billy D. She says, Billy D. Williams? I said, no, <laughs> not Billy D. Williams. It's the other guy. Unfortunately so, not. Yeah. <laughs> you are her, you are her second favorite, Billy D. So that's, that's not bad. So am I to assume she's a Colt 45 drinker or? <laughs> <laughs> Evidently on, on the side, I guess. <laughs> well you know just a little peek behind the curtain here uh i will let everybody listening know that you know we're, we're gonna try to keep it civil here but you did be smirch you know a, a strange character i like quite a bit in our uh, dm but i'm overlooking <laughs> that i'm overlooking that because we're talking dc brave and the bold and adam strange so exactly. you know we, exactly. we can let sleeping dogs lie right <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to be talking about the brave and the bold 161 from april 1980 cover date came out you know 
kind of uh, in 1980, almost uh, when we're recording here, almost exactly, uh, you know, middle of uh, January 1980. So that is uh, fantastic. Here we're almost on a, an exactly 24 year anniversary. Uh, and well, uh, we, it, would, it, it would be 44. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. You're right. See, just time is not my friend. You know, it's just. <laughs> you know why, Billy? Because we're really old. That's why it's 44 mm-hmm. years. Yeah, that it doesn't seem possible, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know one thing that I will be sure of. This cover was by Jim Aparo, pencils and inks and colors by Tatiana Wood. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this uh, excellent cover, in my opinion. Well, um, I, I I love it. It's I'm the only thing I'm I'm worried about is do you think that the looks of sheer terror on Sardath's and Alana's face? are because it seems that Adam, wherever he is, is now naked. Mm, yeah. All we have left behind, we Batman is examining his suit, and we assume that maybe he's been Zeta-beamed somewhere away. Stark naked? Is, 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 is that what we're to believe here? Well, I, I do think... Um... Either number one, you're making a huge assumption, or number two, you know more about Adam Strange than I do. Hey, you're hey assuming, whoa, you're whoa, assuming whoa. he goes commando. He could be in his little <laughs> tidy whities. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> or whatever they wear on uh, Ran. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, Batman. You know, he's got his you know uh, little detective work going on here, and he's looking at the the uniform there. I mean, we've got everything: the laser pistol, the helmet, the boots, the pants, the shirt. And then I love the wanted poster there on the, uh, yes. <laughs> on the thing there. Yeah, that's great. The um, now, in terms of Batman, this is my favorite version of Batman, which is to say, I like when he's a detective. Mm-hmm. In in terms of any other way that he can be portrayed, he needs to be a a detective first. Everything Mm -hmm. else comes after that. Yes, totally agree. I love it. And of course, Bronze Age, Jim Apparel Batman is my favorite Batman. So I'm right there with you. It's a win-win. Love the, love the, uh, the yellow chest emblem. It's just a, it's a, it's a winner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a yellow background here up in the cityscape behind. And like Mm -hmm. you said, we have uh, Alana and Sardath there kind of, you know, aghast looking at uh, Batman and trying to figure out why, you know, uh, they're, uh, their uh, friend here is wanted for murder, right? Well, I think they're also wondering where is he if his clothes have been left behind. You keep <laughs> you keep ignoring this obvious problem. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're trying to what you're trying to avoid, Billy. But I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, at least he could have his helmet on, but nope, there's the helmet there. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, I do love some hyperbole, too. It says the masked manhunter a million miles from home. That almost sounds like a Stan Lee headline there with all the ends, the alliteration. And then at the bottom. But even if he cracks his case, can Adam Strange solve Gotham City's crime wave? You know what? Maybe that is a a clue to if he's naked or not. But even if he cracks (laughs) his case, what do you think? Maybe he is. He is the crack in the crime wave. <laughs> oh, Adam. No, Adam's he's too. Uh, I, I think he just took that costume off to be incognito and he's in like fatigues or something or maybe a clown suit. He's he's too much of a gentleman to run around naked. I believe so. I, I think you're right. I believe you. I believe you have cracked the case. <laughs> yeah, a case of 
a tale of two heroes. And uh, this is a script by Jerry Conway, pencils and inks and letters by Jim Apparel, as we know he liked to do very often, and colors by Adrian Roy. Uh, again, these names are just staples for DC and the bronze and uh, like copper ages, let's say, right? Now, uh, just a couple things here. First of all, on this on this page, um, I love that the top, very top of the page, the opening narration, it's not in a rectangular box, but it's in a bat-shaped box. Mm-hmm. That is not too shabby in terms of design. Well, you know, when I look at it, when you look at the actual colored portion of Gotham, I, I see it. But if you look at it in the reverse, it almost looks like a Power Girl homage. <laughs> yes, there is that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Wally would add something into it this cover. <laughs> I mean, the other thing, got a uh, couple other things to mention here. First off, the colorist, as you said, is Adrian Roy. And I don't know if this is still the case, but when she passed away in 2010 at what is now to me a very young age of 57, Mm-hmm. She had at that point the most individual issue credits in DC history. Wow! Because Holy she smokes. colored just about every Bronze Age book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the name you see uh, in a ton of them, and even into you know, like uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, she colored a ton of uh, All Star Squadrons as well, didn't she? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. it's like that name is just in, ingrained in my brain here. And um. Before we move on, this is this is a little awkward, Billy, but the real reason I agreed to appear with you on this episode, um, I'm actually working undercover with the Federal Bureau of Podcast Branding, mm-hmm. and uh, my appearance here is to formally warn you that the lack of Bob Haney in this comic does put you in violation of your podcast branding. Mm-hmm. Now, you're allowed one warning per calendar year, but know that uh, a yellow card will be issued on your next violation, and you do not want to know what a red card entails, okay? I'm just saying. Well, you know what? As we are doing this, I am now updating Grand Comics Database to say scripter Jerry Conway, a.k.a. Ghost, Art, Ghost Writer or Bob <laughs> Haney. So, you know. I mean, have you considered changing the name of the show to The Brave or The Bob? No. <laughs> <laughs> That, that would admit defeat, and I will not do that. No. <laughs> and, and, to, and to be quite honest, no offense to Mr. Conway. This is a very well-written story. Uh, I prefer Bob Haney. So this, sorry. It, 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 it is a little lacking in wackiness. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if Bob Haney would have written The Death of Gwen Stacy? That would have been way different, my friend. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think each of those gentlemen just needed to stick to their lane. Okay. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Know your strength. <laughs> Know your strength. <laughs> totally agree with you on that one. Well, there's just a little tiny one-liner here on the Grand Comics database. Uh, it says, Batman is transported to Rand, where Adam Strange has been framed for murder, and Batman must prove his innocence. While on Earth, Adam helps Commissioner Gordon track a killer. And that's uh, that's, that's pretty good, but uh, we're going to get a little more specific than that. And it starts with Batman here answering the, uh, or at least trying to answer the summons of the bat signal. And uh, it doesn't quite go as uh, usual, does it? <laughs> he gets uh he gets a little zapped along the way he gets a little uh gets a little zeta beamed uh al- along the way and you know uh, historically the zeta beam was a very predictable occurrence mm-hmm. that that was one of the things with it adam had to be in the correct location at the correct time to be hit and uh, you know in some cases that you know that would mean he'd have to be in the you know the 
up in the Himalaya mountains at a certain time or in the middle of the ocean or, you know, wherever it was at the specific time they get hit by the beam. But I think over time, Sardath gained more and more control of the beam. So he can just, uh, he can just uh, zippity doodle a little, uh, a little Batman when he needs him. Mm-hmm. And I will say, you know, there was some uh, recent conversation on uh, Twitter because uh, I, the name X is just bizarre to me. So I'll just keep calling it Twitter where some people were having conversation about jumping on points for comics and it being difficult because of, well, I wouldn't, I I laugh at someone saying continuity because it changes every two, three, four, five years, whatever. But, you know, even let's just use that word in the generic term. uh, And I, you know, I'm, I myself and a couple others pointed out, well, you know, comics used to have these things where they would kind of set up the comic, almost every comic and Marvel mostly famous for it. Lee, you know, that was like a, a a Stanley thing, but you know, at the top of that splash page with Batman, it it basically gives you what's going on with Batman. And, you know, you basically know what's going to happen here how the story is going to start just from that first splash page. And right. even, and even when you go from page two to page three, and we see Adam strange now falling into Gotham towards the Batmobile, you know, he's kind of thinking to himself, you know, it must be because we bounced the Zeta plus beam off earth's moon. So it could reach there into the Northern hemisphere. Hope Batman feels better than I do. And, you know, then we get a panel in the middle of that page and it explains, it basically is an origin story in one panel for adam strange yeah now a couple of things on on this page first of all in uh the two panels on the right hand side of page three they each have little fingers Mm -hmm. coming off of the of the narration boxes pointing Mm -hmm. which is which is pretty amazing and um no secondly i don't know but if if you realize this but zeta plus um, you can get that for $8.99 a month. That's with ads, but you can mm. get Zeta Plus for $14.99 uh, without ads. Anyway, just throwing throwing that out to you. <laughs> wow, not 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 bad for this economy. See, t- <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but but we 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 get what we need. We get the Alpha Satari system. We get Alana. We get the love affair throughout uh, 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 throughout space. Um, you know, that's uh, we've got the champion of Rand, like you said, that is one one panel, about a third of the real estate on that page. And boom, we know who Adam Strange is. Yeah. And there's also a little box that says in the classic showcase 17. So, again, hey, at, this, see? at this point, you can even seek that issue out, you know, when you're diving through the the, the bin somewhere. It's just, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. again, uh, uh, mo- modern comics. Take note. This is uh, this is how you get people up to speed. Yep. <laughs> Oh, and then poor Batman, uh, he's uh, laying uh, on the ground and trying to get up and and uh, Alana says, Father, it worked. Batman and Adam have exchanged places. I only hope Batman can help us save Adam's reputation, even his life. And of course, you're thinking, uh, what's going on here? He's wanted for murder, I guess, since we saw that on the the cover. Mm -hmm, But, you know, mm -hmm. again, we get a a one page, basically, uh, explanation. I shouldn't say one page with Batman recovering. Then it's, it's two pages, but you get a lot of the setup here, right on the page four here with them getting Batman up to speed. Right. I, 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 and I, I like the fact that Batman is not just the world's greatest detective. He's evidently the universe's greatest detective because they needed they're, they're on ran they needed to go to earth mm-hmm. to get a detective to solve this, uh, to solve this crime. Mm-hmm. But yep. he's talking about that that they were uh, 
just you know flying back from vacation and uh got a little got a little uh uh someone signaling them yeah yeah a little signal and a little and a little uh, uh he's he's gunned down and we think um we've got a little uh a little frame up happening here yeah so page five i definitely want to uh you know ask your opinion on that what apparo did you know he he laid that out in a very interesting way um with the face on the left and then the panels you know like a rectangular horizontal panels on the right what are your thoughts on that layout? i i I love the faces coming down coming down the the side panel because they're a little bit different in 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 each one uh, you mm-hmm. know, she got a she looks a little angrier in some, a little more sad in others, a little worried. You know, you can sort of tell as she's as she's telling the story, mm-hmm. sort of read some of her some of her uh, emotions in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Alana says, you know, basically, you know, they landed, and she called the fuzz because, uh, you know, Adam went in to try to answer a summons for help. And when the, the cops got there and finally were able to use their ray guns to burn through the steel door that came down to prevent her from also going in, you know, they open the door then and they see that uh, Adam is laying there with his pistol smoking. And there's also a dead person there and he's laying there mm-hmm. unconscious. And um, j- I just want to make a, a, a shag uh, comment here. Uh, Alana uh, is drawn very beautifully by Jim Apparel. She is. She's on the hot side. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We can say it. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> I, I I do like how considerate uh, uh, Sardath and Alana are. Now, let me explain, Father, this on page four. There isn't much time. The trial is due to begin in only a few minutes. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> couldn't they have nabbed him, I don't know, three hours ago? Yesterday? Make, mm-hmm. I mean, either, either, uh, either justice moves really, really fast on Rand, or they maybe dawdle to the last minute to do this. Well, and of I mean, course, they did just commit the crime of interstellar kidnapping, but somehow that is not even mentioned. No. Well, you know, if you're the greatest, you're the universe's greatest detective, <laughs> mere minutes is all you need, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, Batman's listening to all this and he says, a locked room, TV cameras recording the action, a smoking ray gun and a dead man. And uh, someone has a very Baroque sense of humor. And Alana says Adam was arrested and a preliminary presentation was held last week. So there you go. They had an See, entire they week. They could have got, yeah, uh, an entire week. They could have got Batman there. Hmm. And the verdict presumption of guilt, of course. And she says, of course, Batman, those TV recordings were damning. <laughs> hmm. It says, I assume they showed Adam actually killing the murdered man, but with a few small details missing a clear view of Adam's face. She says naturally. So again, like you said, we can see where this is going. Somebody's trying to frame Adam to get him out of the way for one reason or another. We're, we're eventually going to find that out. But before they can get the two more, too much more into it here, uh, an, an alarm goes off, and the city police are here, and they're looking for Adam Strange. And since he's not there, they're going to, uh, you know, arrest anybody, right? Right. Uh-huh. And they, uh, you know, when they when they find Adam gone, and then they bust the you know push aside old uh, old sardath and uh, you know they're they're uh, they're not fans of they're not fans of outsiders you outworlders think you can come to rand flaunt our laws and solve crimes in a matter of minutes well he doesn't say that last part but it is kind of implied <laughs> by the plotting of this issue 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Conway and Aparo definitely wanted you to know who the bad guy is here because he has a, a, a Spock-esque goatee in uh, Mirror Mirror. <laughs> and his name is Captain Malice. <laughs> Just so you're sure. <laughs> we we have to remember this was 1980s uh, or 1980. So DC was, you know, they were writing their comics for eight-year-olds. Mm-hmm. so subtlety i mean maybe again maybe if you're in fourth grade uh you don't notice officer malice uh, captain malice's name mm-hmm. i love that uh, panel on the bottom of page seven there where he decides to uh try to blast batman and scrack is the uh the ray gun trying to shoot him and batman's kind of jumping out a window here i really like that panel Man, and then another one with yeah. Batman smashing Crack. through the window. Yeah, cracked. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit, page eight, Batman crash yep. right through the window. Fantastic. Two action panels. Good stuff, right? Yeah, but without a jetpack, he's probably dead. The sweeper mm. robs can clean him up. <laughs> As for these two, they'll have some questions to answer at uh, Sitpole headquarters. And Batman, you know, he just flipped right out the window and hid because he's the Batman. He says, there's no doubt in my mind Adam is being railroaded. Uh, I don't know if that takes the world's greatest detective or the universe's greatest <laughs> detective to figure out, but all right. And uh, there seems to be an undercurrent of hostility against outworlders, at least among some segments of Ranagarian society. So I think mm-hmm. I'll start my investigation where the investigation against Adam ended at Ranagar Police HQ. And, uh, you know, we see uh, the, the the police here questioning and uh, being a little uh, kind of smarty pants here with the. Uh, our buddies uh, Alana and Sardath, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're not treating them very well as if they've done something wrong, which at this point they haven't. But, you know, before we get too deep into that, uh, hey, what about Adam Strange, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, they've done the, uh, you know, the the place switcheroo. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you're up on a rooftop and Adam Strange hangs out with his new best friend, Commissioner Gordon, offering his services. And uh, here's the thing. Even if Adam Strange might not be as good a detective as Batman is, he's still probably way better than most of the GCPD. Yeah, I mean, and that doesn't take much. Let's let's be fair here. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, it doesn't take much to uh, be better than their police work. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so this is interesting. So, you know, they say there's this... Uh, I don't know if they quite call him a serial killer on the loose, but that's basically what they have. Someone killing yeah. randomly, just killing random people. killer. They call him. Yep. No pattern. Yeah. I mean, it seems random, but again, like you said, the police work of the GCPD is pretty shoddy because literally by examining three of the dead bodies, Adam already has a lead. Yes. There are tattoos on each of the three corpses. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, he says, that's where you're wrong, commissioner. They had a killer in common. And I think I know how to find him. And I like Gordon. He just has the shocked, you know, uh, look around his face and a question mark like, huh? how did he figure that out? And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> and now here's the other thing. Um, on the cover, uh, we talked about how great the alliteration was about being a million miles away or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, bottom of page 10. This is the actual number that is used. It's actually 25 trillion miles. <laughs> that's so, that's pretty close yeah pretty close <laughs> a few a few zeros what's a couple zeros between friends buddy 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's what are a few zeros. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you're if you're a million in debt, a billion in debt, or a trillion in debt, right? What's a few zeros? It's just it's just a number. <laughs> Well, Batman's got some kind of crazy listening device. I don't think I've ever seen this before. He's he's got you know like a, an earpiece in, and then these you know crazy looking things. It's just pretty wild here. I was just like, wow, apparel really. Uh, he thought of something new here. Yeah, it's this a stethoscopic device from my mm-hmm. utility belt. But he's located the record room now. If he can just enter without setting off alarms. <laughs> which and, means uh, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> and and then we get the classic, uh, we get the classic on page 11. It's, it's basically, there's a lot of good evidence against Adam strange, but maybe the evidence is too good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, if it's a frame up, that's usually how those work. <laughs> See? Very professional job. Very clear. Yeah. And he's Perhaps watching the, too clear. the video here. <laughs> And it's it shows someone looking like Adam zapping that guy and killing him. And then Batman thinks to himself on page 12, he goes, as Alana told me, a close up of this murderer gives no real details of his face except one. This Adam Strange is as pale as milk. <laughs> I thought it's all and it all comes down to the fact that they were on vacation last week and would have gotten suntanned or sunburned. And so in Basically, what it comes down to is that the crime is solved because Rand does not have SPF sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Everybody's at the risk of skin cancer on Rand. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Batman thinks, but Alana told me she and Adam had just returned from vacation. She was deeply sunburned, even after two weeks. And I like how it shows a picture of her up in the corner, and she looks purple. <laughs> yeah. You know. What is going on here? She's like <laughs> Barney, then somebody that was at the beach. <laughs> And he says, proving that the killer isn't Adam Strange. Um, and then you hear, but that's something only we two know. Eh, Outworlder. And Batman goes, eh. And the guy snuck up on Batman. So you got to give him credit for that. And we see uh, our, our boy here, Captain Malice. And he basically says, you know, I and a few of my friends in the department have been planning this for some time, rigging a special room with hidden panels so we could trap Strange, switch ray guns, and escape. That blasted Outworlder has brought nothing but sorrow to Ran. And Where's he getting that from? I, I, I'm not clear on that. I, I, I don't know if it's jealousy. That's something they have. They have uh, touched on that before because because Strange is the great hero of Ran. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, you know, he is he is not from the neighborhood, but he is there. He is their planetary superhero. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a little bit of jealousy. Uh, we've we, we've run across stories and uh, incidents like that before. Uh never this clear this this much of a, a police frame up is is a new version of but kind of an a a a story that has been touched on a couple times the hatred of of, of adam strange by by a small few on ram mm-hmm. well i mean the jealous the jealous i don't think they've ever run into anyone into uh, like that has the skills batman has on Rand, or if they have they forgot because he he says, uh, moving like a <laughs> Kalashian tiger cat. Stay still. How can I kill you if you don't? So he's com- commanding Batman to stay still so he can kill him. To be fair, I mean, he asked politely. So. <laughs> and, and then, of course, you know, he's trying to blast away and Batman gives him an uppercut, hits him right in the chin. But the laser gun goes off and destroys the evidence. Wah, wah, wah. Mm. The evidence is melted. Could it possibly be? Oh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see Batman looking down at Malice, who's laying there prone with 
his laser pistol. And again, he did say earlier, we switched laser pistols. So, you know, if they, for the keen eye there, for the, the, the person that reads some Sherlock Holmes, maybe you can figure this out already. <laughs> but back in Gotham. <laughs> I love this here. A great panel there on the left of page 14 with Adam Strange kind of prowling a rooftop like Batman. What do you think of that? I, it's 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 gorgeous because I mean that's just a you know that's just a a take or a view of Adam you don't often get because he is the bright sci-fi fifties Silver Age hero and so you don't get him skulking you don't get him with shadows uh, so it's great and down uh, by the docks yep. <laughs> he says <laughs> I checked before I left police headquarters and the three licensed tattoo parlors. In the city limits, only three in Gotham. I find that hard to believe, but he says only well, this. I think this this might tell us how much culture has changed in forty five years. <laughs> he says Maybe only this, true. only this one. Mike's body illustrations sounds kind of creepy. Was opened within a week before the first murder, and we see a uh, seemingly happy couple walking out of the tattoo parlor of uh, Mike here, I guess. And uh, Mike looks pretty rough. He doesn't look like any tattoo artist I know, but. He looks kind of more like me with a couple extra pounds on him. But uh, he says, I'm betting that the common link between all five murder victims are the tattoos I noticed they all wore, all fresh and new. And it looks like my bet's been covered. And uh, we see uh, Mike, I'm assuming here, heading out as if he's going to be following this young couple that just got uh, tattooed down the street. Now, I know that uh, that I'm not Greg Arugio. Or Sean Ross, but Billy, it's time for the secret question. <laughs> so, Billy, do you have a tattoo? Or if not, what tattoo would you consider getting? Uh, absolutely no tattoos. And at my age, I will not be getting any. Uh, I, I did uh, ponder it when I was in my teenage years, but uh, the, the, the time passed. The time has passed for that. Agreed and agreed. <laughs> they would already look bad, let alone uh, 15, 20 more years from now. So I'll just I'll just stick with what I got. <laughs> wow. What about this panel? I mean, he looks like he's about nine feet tall, but the bottom of page 14 there. I really love Adam uh, flying yeah. through the air with his jetpack there. What about that? That's a great use of the panel shape because it's it's the long panel across the the bottom what quarter of the page. And it has him just flying right across that he's filling up that pattern and that's one of the things you can do in comics you can use your panel shape as you know as 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 part of the you know the schematics for the art mm -hmm. i hope he has a stealth jet pack on too by the way because i kind of think they might <laughs> they might hear you coming but hey, you never know rand's got a lot of technology and then uh, we see this uh, lovely couple that just got tattooed which uh, you know, just just my opinion. They'll they'll probably be regretting that when they break up in a couple months. But anyhow, <laughs> the gentleman <laughs> the gentleman says crazy thing to do those tattoos, and the woman says lots of people have them now, Roger, not just sailors. I think it's romantic. <laughs> Fantastic. Mm, don't you? If you say so, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And then uh, here comes Mike with his uh, he's got a blade out here. Some really creepy looking knife. And, you know, again, he's just ready to pounce. But Adam will and not let that happen. Right. No, because the evil must be cleansed and he reaches for his ray gun. What? My, make God, the trip. <laughs> my, my ray gun is back on Rand, held by the courts. 
So, man, oh, man. It's... But then again, on the cover, it, you know, it wasn't just the gun that was left behind. I don't want to, you know, belabor mm. this. It was all his clothes. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness everything but the ray gun went with him. <laughs> but he figures out, hey, I've only got seconds to act. But, you know, hey, I still have a jet pack. You know, I'm a capable guy here. So I'm just going to fly right over there and grab this maniac. And he flies up into the air with him. But this guy is not uh, impressed with a flying jetpack man. I guess he lives in Gotham, so he's seen some yeah, stuff. Yeah, not a big deal. <laughs> and then what about that shot with them in front of the moon there? That's pretty good. That's not bad. Not bad. He's insane. As strong as a wild beast. And then he gets. Here, here comes the Zeta beam. Here comes the <laughs> sensation. Oh, no, not now. Not now. <laughs> and then we then we head back in time one minute on ran mm, now this is wild here so ran uh you know they have plenty of people so why they need uh, robot uh overlords here for their court system i'm not quite sure <laughs> uh well, the problem is they were finding that uh the uh, robots were a lot easier to get confirmed by the ranian senate <laughs> pretty sure that's what it was I guess it's probably harder to bribe them too. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe a quart of oil will be able to bribe them too. <laughs> and the one says, "What is the meaning of this interruption?" And Batman, who has a uh, Captain Malice uh, slung over his shoulder, says, "I have evidence for the court. Evidence of Adam Strange's innocence." And he goes, "Is that the murder weapon, the dead man, the ray gun supposedly owned by Adam Strange?" Yes, it is, and it's <laughs> on this like floating disc, which is really interesting. I like this part. What do you think? Not bad, not bad. I suggest you check Captain Malice's gun for fingerprints. You know, it's the old ray gun switcheroo trick. We've all fallen for that one, haven't we, Billy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I mean, if you're Malice, why didn't you just wipe them clean? I, I don't know, but he, he forgot. <laughs> His name is not Captain Genius. It's Captain <laughs> Malice. Okay. It's evidently yep. not Einstein Malice either. Why play out of type? You know, just be mean and, you know, uh, gr <laughs> grind your teeth a lot. <laughs> Grimace. <laughs> so, again, right at that second, now we catch up and Batman starts to get zapped away by the Zeta beam as well. And Alana says, Father, the Zeta plus beam is wearing off. Batman is being drawn back to Earth. And uh, he says, just as Adam is returned to us. And he goes, but it happened too soon before Batman could prove his innocence. But, you know, they, they know where to go with this. He pointed them in the right direction, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Adam Strange is found not guilty. Arrest Captain Malice for murder. And mm -hmm. uh, we do miss because I, you know, we get the you know, Batman is in court, and then he gets Zeta beamed out, and and Adam shows up, which means that Batman shows up in the middle of the air, mm -hmm. uh, 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 silhouetted against the moon. With this big tattoo guy trying to strangle him, which mm -hmm. I'm just saying probably caught Batman by surprise. Mm hmm. Yep. But, but he knows what to see, do with that. We, yeah, yeah. We, we do see on the very last panel, they've, <laughs> they've both been dumped in the harbor and Batman is dragging Mike, uh, uh, Mike behind them. So Mike, the tattoo artist. It. Yeah. I and the couple's up there it. on like a, a, on the side of the dock looking down, uh, Assumably, with some shocked <laughs> looks right. on their face. <laughs> yeah, Adam says, I only hope he managed to subdue that mad killer. But somehow, knowing the Batman, I think the killer has more to worry about 
than we do. And you're right. You know, Batman, knowing him, he'll probably beat him up a little bit, even though he's unconscious. Seems fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's killed some people. Why not give him a few shots on the way to the police headquarters? You know, why not? (laughs) It's it's the it was it was 1980. Bill, that's it's kind of what we did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, speak, <laughs> speaking of the 80s, too, uh, that panel where uh, Alana is hugging Adam, um, she looks like she's been uh, hanging out with Tony Montana there, maybe. <laughs> uh, she's overjoyed and energetic. Okay, that's all. Happy yeah, to wow. see her man, Billy. That's all it is. <laughs> I don't know if the same substances were free-flowing on Ran that they were on Earth. But, <laughs> woo, yeah, her eyes are, like, bugging out of her head like she's uh, she's tripping out here, but I like it. <laughs> The, uh, the, the weird thing is, this is the era of the 17-page story. Mm-hmm. And when you're reading a physical copy of a book from late 70s, early 80s, that to me can be really frustrating mm-hmm. because basically half the book is ads. Yes. Or other non-story content. And the story is so often interrupted, even if briefly, but just about every page turn involves a page or two of ads mm-hmm. and you kind of just feel ripped off like you're being shorted yeah but on the app without having that interruption that sensation from the ads it doesn't feel as disconcerting or as much of a bummer you know mm-hmm. so with these 17 pagers it's it's almost a little better to read them digitally perhaps because you yeah. don't get that constant constant you know, I uh, of of the advertisements. I try not to say a lot of nice things about modern comics, but a, what a lot what a lot of the modern comics do, especially from the independents, mm-hmm. it'll be a, you know thirty two interior pages, and you'll get twenty two straight pages of story, and then you'll get the ten pages of house ads and letters mm. page and and all that, and that is certainly a much more enjoyable reading experience. Yeah. And being faced by, you know, Count Dante's Black Dragon Society every third page. <laughs> yeah, I do love ads, but I totally get where you're coming from. And I'm I'm reading in the omnibus edition, so same thing here. You right, just get yep. the comic. Exactly. That's it. It's a quick, yep. breezy, fun read. There's no interruptions there. But yeah, this comic was actually 36 pages. So that means more than half of this yep. comic was yeah ads, that usually that yeah the the oh. wh- when they say 36 that usually counts the cover as four pages so yeah. 32 interior but yes yes but certainly if you count the if if, if you count the if, if you count those covers that's one cover that's usually three more three more ads mm-hmm. on the front and back and inside cover yep. so it's it's a ton of ads Oof, yeah and again I, I i love ads i love old comics i love ads but uh like you're saying that's just this is a it's a much uh, quicker easier breezier read to get through without having to kind of i don't want to say lose momentum but i feel like if you're on a page and there's a cliffhanger and there's three pages of ads it kind of does kill it just just slightly agreed. just slightly agreed <laughs> yep 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 so well that's 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 our story adam's strange uh, I, yep. I, I was going to say, especially if it's a really good hostess ad that tricks you for a couple panels. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Wait a How did the Hulk get in the story? That is so. Oh, wait a minute. It's a hostess ad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been tricked a few times. I'll admit it. I'll mm-hmm. admit it. Oh, I get real excited when I see that Batman Robin with that mummy, because that to me is begging to be a real story. Yeah. 
you know, being a horror guy, I'm like, bring on the mummies and the hostess and Batman. And Robin. <laughs> now, I, now, obviously, because I'm 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 reading this one off off the app, and and you said mm-hmm. you're reading it from uh, Omnibus. So mm-hmm. said? yep. And so we don't have any of those interior extra pages, but I will say I did read somewhere that this uh, that this issue did have a statement of ownership in it. Mm-hmm. And it had the average print run being just under three hundred thousand, and wow. the paid circulation of one hundred and fifty thousand. And um, and I don't have all of these in my database. I'm sure there's a complete listing somewhere, but I just like the fun of keeping track of this information uh, myself. Mm-hmm. And from the couple of years on either side of this, look at the late late seventies into the early eighties. This is a very good sell through over 50%. And the raw numbers are much better than World's Finest, Adventure, and Jonah Hex, but not quite as good as Legion of Superheroes. Just to give mm. you a context within DC of about where Brave and the Bold uh, fell. And I don't want to start a fight with you, but on the <laughs> other side of the aisle, these numbers are well behind Iron Man well behind Marvel Tales, well behind Spectacular, but higher than Doctor Strange. How dare you? So I would recommend you at least consider changing your social media handle from Doc Strange to Adam Strange. I'm just throwing out options to you. Let me think about that for a while. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Have you considered, wait a minute, have you considered a helmet Jetpack and ray gun tattoo. Mm, no, but that's not bad. See, I'm just saying, come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad, not bad. And now that I'm looking at it too, Grand Comics database here, it says there was a hostess Twinkie ad with Wonder Woman in this. Nice. Uh, a, a mail bag, you know, with uh, Paul Levitz. And then the uh, the indexer notes here too, you know, wow, here we go. Uh, so maybe this feeds into the whole, maybe Adam Strange was supposed to be naked on the inside of this. Uh, the letters... <laughs> The letters from Kent A. Phoenis, P-H-E-N-I-S. I wait a minute. First, I ha- I do recognize the name from letter columns, not from anywhere else. Whatever you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, sounds like Brave and the Bold after dark here. Oof. <laughs> Wowzers. Uh, what else was in here? A DC puzzle by uh, Bob Rosakis, and then the the Answer Man as well. So you I know, love some, those. I love yeah. those. So, so some fun stuff in here as well on top of the comic to, you know, hopefully break up all the, the ads in here. But, uh, yep, good stuff all around, my friend. Uh, you know, we both would give this one a thumbs up, would we not? Absolutely. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, why don't we uh, transition now to uh, the Relatively Geeky Network. So now uh, with the, the end of 2023, you know, uh, and now 2024, you've uh, ushered in kind of a, a new show on your uh, network as well, especially since the last time you and I talked. So uh, why don't you uh, talk about that? Yeah, thank you. Uh, over on the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network, that's where most of our work can be found. Uh, that feed includes the Quarterbin podcast, Doom Speak, and our most popular show, because I'm only mm. co-host on it, the occasional short box showcase. But we've started something called Alan's Eyes and Ears, which just gives me a chance to talk about movies on occasion or TV or just other stuff that's that's uh, that's going on. Was able to talk about the Spider-Man academic conference that I intended, things like that. 
things that don't mm-hmm. necessarily fit the strict comic book podcasting uh, format. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, and I, for one, love that because I love to hear your thoughts on uh, other things as well. And, you know, you were saying just about mentioning there, uh, talking about, you know, some uh, movie talk as well. And I don't remember what the movie was. But there was something you and I had, uh, I don't know if we we're DMing about or out, out in the open there in uh, the Twitters talking about. And there was a movie that was uh, pretty famous. And you said, I have not seen that. And as a science fiction uh, person as well, <laughs> not, not quite not quite as heavy as you, but still, <laughs> I, I was aghast to, uh, yes, to hear. I, I am not, shocking. I am yeah, shocking, Billy. That you have never watched Forbidden Planet. I, I almost uh, had a, a health event right there. Now, I, I don't want to, you know, spoilers. And I know sometimes, you know, these, you know, whenever we record these, you like to, uh, you know, dish them out in your own sweet time. But mm-hmm. I will say um, the next time that I do a movie talk episode, being uh, from recording this a month or two, uh, I will discuss my favorite vampire movie of all time. That's all I'm saying. Mm, now that now no you're talking spoilers. my language. No spoilers. Mm, now you're talking my language here. But yeah, for, for I just again, Forbidden Planet. I'm sorry, friend. You need to watch that. Um, and I, I would be in shock and awe if you did not love it. I don't know if you've read the book <laughs> it's based off of, but uh, it's a uh, it's good stuff. I, I think you will good. love that film. So, all right. Well, that's going to uh, wrap us up here. Uh, Definitely uh, want to give you a huge thank you for joining me, my friend. I know you are getting ready uh, as of this recording to head back to the grind. So God bless you. <laughs> always appreciate the invitation and always appreciate the chance to do something else other than thinking about the start of the semester. So appreciate it. I, I'm more than happy to be a distraction from that. So, oh man, that's great. So yeah, thank you once again, my friend. And I will have everything in the show notes for everybody to follow you and see what you've got going on and click on all these fun things and check out what you have going on. So once again, thank you. I appreciate this, Alan. Thank you, Billy. You like cheap comic books, right? Well, I'm Professor Allen, and I talk about cheap comic books on the Quarterbin Podcast. In every episode, I'll dissect a single comic from my collection, as long as I paid no more than 25 cents for the issue. Forget about $4 new comics that you can read in four minutes, or crossover events that can cost 100 bucks to collect. Join me in the Quarterbin, where even bad comics are a bargain, and good ones are a steal. The Quarterbin Podcast is part of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. Visit us at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search Relatively Geeky or Quarterbin Podcast in iTunes. I guarantee it'll be worth every penny.